over, uh, over Rosh Hashanah. Among many other Marmachemists, uh, we never seem to have enough time for all the tshuva material, which I guess it's, uh, is good. But um, it's a mixed blessing. If we start Rosh Chedesh El, it would be better. Perik Yud Before we start reading, one introduction on his uh, Perik. Leo Slifus uh, is the uh, time to think about what Tefillah is and what Tefillah does. Davon uh, who for a man in his position is... Uh, the Gadol who always displays tremendous, tremendous anivus. Every other capital, he calls himself an Ani and an Evian. If you didn't know David Melch, you'd think you were talking about some, uh, some nobody. He was a Melch Yisrael. He was strong, courageous, fabulously wealthy, a manig, a leader, a conquering left, right, and center. And he's an Ani Evian. Tzvila Lani Kiyatav. Why does he look himself tefillah uh, la'ani? Yes, you have to daven like an ani. Why, why is that so central to davening? It's a very crucial yisoyed in davening, especially yom and Arayim, is you have to know that you're coming as an ani ve'evian. David Melech had everything. He also knew how fragile life is. And he knew that everything has to be renewed and you're not guaranteed Anything, and as they always say in the uh, prospectus, the, the past performance is not indicative of any future results. And he understood that. You can have the success he had and fool yourself into thinking you have a chazak on everything, so whatever you have, kan nimsa, kan hoya. So his main rally cry for tefillah, tefillah la'ani kiyatav, if you don't come to Baruch as an ani, with the proper anivus, the proper humility, and the proper understanding that you have to beg HaKadosh Baruch Hu for everything you have, and especially Yom and Aram, come and ask Hashem to renew all the brachas you have in your life. If you don't have that understanding, the tefillah is not going to be very effective. And those tefillahs really started, as I just mentioned, Rosh Chodesh but Rosh Chodesh in America were still making barbecues, unfortunately. So Leil Slichus, the barbecue is put away. I think the cover's on already. And uh, tonight is when you start with the uh, realization, hopefully, Tfilo Ani Kiyatav. And Davar Mal Tesquah Kiyatav means the Ani is bent in half. Modern Hebrew, Matefa is an envelope. Kiyatav, like, uh, like he's, he's bent in half. He's such an Ani Vyavian, so weighed down by his Averis and his shortcomings, he's, uh, he's, he's bent over. That has to be, uh, we don't, you know, in America, Stamur, we have a society built on Gaiva. And everything's coming to us, and we have everything, and Baruch Hashem, and certainly in Gashmis, we talk, I have everything. So it's very hard for us to come to a matzah. I pay my bills, and I try to help others, and why should, be that? Why should that be my fallback position? And the answer is that David Melch had much more than we have. And Ruchni is and Gashmias, and he looked himself as an Anibavion. A very powerful idea. You have to come begging to Akash Baruch, starting at least Leil Slichus. Uh, it's been quite a year, Baruch Hashem, we hopefully we've accomplished. Hopefully not gone back to all the things he promised he wouldn't go back to. But we still have serious shortcomings, and we have to recognize what they are and try to focus on them and see what we can improve. And you can only come as a position of an Ani, understanding you need everything from HaKadosh Baruch, and you need all the Baruch renewed to be able to accomplish your task. 
And that's why the end of the Pasuk is, Hashem is it can't come out as, okay, I got a daven, okay, well, well it's B'yetzi Zayin. First of all, it has to be a sicha. There has to be a conversation. You have to feel like you're talking to a Kodesh Baruch. That's year-round, but certainly Yom Naran. And Lishbaich is Lashem Pur. It has to, you have to be in the matzah. You feel like it's pouring out of your mouth. You, you'd love to talk to Kodesh Baruch all day and all night, and you can't wait till the next tefillah. You can't wait till the next slicha, to the next slach lanu, to the next vidui. It has to be something that's pouring out of you. You, have such a, you feel such a need to have that dialogue with the Kodesh Baruch Hu and to come come clean, so to speak, and, and lay it all out in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's what Slichus is all about, and the reason we start in Matzah Shabbos is to have that Hesaris that's not just business as usual. With that introduction, let's begin Perik Yudbeis. We'll do a little bit in Teres Abayas uh, tonight, and over the Yom Naram, we'll have a number of uh, different Tzvarim I want to look at. Um, we'll try to get a little from each. Perik Yudbeis on page Ayin Zion. There are more up front if you uh, just came in. We have plenty over here. So, uh, Mordechai, we have one for you in the front. First general hashkafa, which we need a lot of help on, is the fact that we don't... Okay, the good, I always like starting for the good news. The good news is that's from people, and we have Baruch Hashem and Eilam and Torah. We take our Yiddish guy pretty seriously. What the Chavaz Chaim complains about is, if you really want to gauge how seriously you take Yiddish guy, measure it, against how excited you get when you make a lot of money versus when you just finish the mitzvah or an hour or two of learning. It's a very real muscle, especially for us here in America. Or, on the contrasted with the sad side, how bad do you feel when you just lost money versus how bad do you feel when you just missed the Seder or came late to Shir or came late to davening? And unfortunately, if we look honestly, the level of excitement or the level of disappointment is not exactly Shava B'Shava. And the Chavaz Chaim knew this, and he's going to focus on it. It's a real, very, I'm starting with this parak. It's a very, very stark contrast, but it's, I think it'll ring true. You have to look at your ruchniyot, your learning, your mitzvahs, as you're digging for gold. If you're really honest with yourself, besides the problem that we don't really dig into the sugya when we're learning or run after the mitzvahs like we're digging for gold, and we don't have nearly the same excitement, and I'll digress for a moment. A lot of people say, yeah, I can hear that, you know, maybe the first lichus. Yom Naraim really starts to meddle again. So last, you didn't start, you start tonight, last a few weeks. How do you retain the excitement? I don't know if you ever met anybody that makes a lot of money every single day. And it's amazing. They're just as excited by the fifth million and the tenth million as they were by the first million. It never gets boring. Isn't that amazing? Ever notice that? Never gets boring. They're excited every morning. They make more money and more money and more. Every morning, if a guy is. Um, uh, who is that Hungarian Jew who made a lot of money in the market? Uh, what? Soros. Soros, yeah. That's his name. So um, I never read it, but he has an autobiography. And somebody who did read it told me that uh, one of the interesting th- I'm not saying you should go out and read it. I'm just, uh, this is the Musa from the. Uh, he's not from yet. Maybe somebody can invite him? Travis was preparing. Why? You, 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 he accepted. He's, uh, I should invite him. <laughs> um, 
the, the, he's very passionate about his trading because he was immensely successful. He never had a boring day in the office. Because he kept on making more money and more money and more money. Why don't you get sick of it after a while? It's when you get sick of it. I said, I have uh, 85 million and I'll have 86 million. Isn't that nice? I made more money this morning. So Chavaz Chaim is begging the question, why don't we have that when it comes to our Ruchlius? Every davening, every morning we get a schus to put on trillin and to put on tzitzis. You know how many mitzvahs we do before, the first hour after our work, before we get to the office? So the good news is they're doing it. The bad news is we're not as excited. Keely, we just found the treasure. And when we have that excitement, the more excited you are, the more you'll be interested in doing it. And as he's going to explain soon, the excitement, the lack thereof, is not because we don't have Bitochon and Amunah that we're getting schar. It's just that we have to bring it down from intellectual Amunah to a real excitement. And the more excited you are, the more you want to do it. And the same way people are excited to make more money, more money, more money, is because they love money. So you have to raise, besides the Yeris Hashem and the Yeris Harem is the Yeris Ha'edish, you got to raise it to Avas Hashem that you love doing this because you're giving Nachas HaKadosh Baruch Hu and building yourself an Elam Haba. That's what he's going to be trying to explain. He doesn't have the same Yagiyah because he's not as excited about it, he's not willing to put in the Yagiyah. It's not even as exciting as a guy who has a small shop. He's barely making a living. But when he makes money, well, even if it's a small amount, he spends every day trying to get a little more merchandise and to make it look pretty. She had a little pigeon, the Sami should come and take it from him and pay him. If this store owner goes a few days, often a few hours, without any customers, kosher can and mirla is an ethic, certainly if some of the merchandise goes bad, who mitztair ma'oid ve'indaitim yeshevus halov. He has tremendous sire and he can't think straight. This speaks to all of us. Do you ever have a bad day in the office? Where there are no buyers and the guys who bought aren't paying? A guy called me up from 47th Street and a few years ago he was tearing his hair out. He says, he says, I don't know what to do. What am I doing wrong? I got so many customers. I said, that's Gavaldi. He says, yeah, none of them pay. So they're taking merchandise, taking merchandise, taking merchandise, and, uh, and no one's paying, and it's not even 45, 60, 90. No one's paying. So he has tremendous sorrow, and it's understandable. He's losing money. He's, just, he's trying to pay his bills. A couple of times, no problem with having sorrow that. He just wants it to at least be on the same even playing field. With the tzar you have when you miss a shear and miss a minion and miss an opportunity to do a mitzvah, it should feel. You go a day, you go a half a day, you go a few hours without learning something, you should, you should feel something's missing. When it's time, right? Then died to Mishavis love, he's all for tumult. Ve'ilu, and contrast that with Inyane Avedis Hashem Yizbarach. Yikra ma'ayd shu hayla kamayamim, below Teirah, shu hefzid rav lanetzach. It can go a while, too long, where he's not learning, or not learning enough, and that's a hefsid liolam void. While he's not learning, he's speaking dvaram betelim, or worse. But it's arabahem dibar masurim, mixed with lashon hara and zilzil. Afal pikein daiti meshavas alav kila hisin muma. And the Chavaz Chaim's the pella is, not only doesn't he feel bad that he missed an opportunity, he has full yishavadas. Sometimes a person doesn't want to look like he feels bad. He tries to make do with it. It's not even bothering him. It's not sitting in his head. He's just very calm. He had a day. 
He had a great day in the office, didn't learn a word, didn't crack a safer, came home, didn't learn a word. Went to a chasna, didn't learn a word, went to sleep. Went the whole day from 6 in the morning, 10 in the evening, not one word of learning. And he goes to sleep. He said, what a nice performing day. I had a busy day at the office. I had a chasna, gavaldi. So Chavaz Chaim says, it's gotta, they, why does he have Yishavadas about this matzah? So if you don't have Yishavadas, that's the first chance you have to be working on the problem. The zap, three lines at the bottom. We've been saying this a lot over the next few weeks. Besides the list of alchets, of all the things we did wrong, the bottom line is, Sana means we're off base. We're away from the action. The action is supposed to be the Ruchni's Dika action. So, Al-Kulam, besides the Pratiyas Dika Averis, we are coming to Akash Baruch trying to apologize that not only did we do something wrong or miss something, we're generally sort of off base and afloat because we don't even feel bad and we don't notice that we missed it. And that's the general caption of Should bother you at least as much as your money, if not more. We start off with the tefillah, la'ani. Min Hashem Yisbarat Sa'aliyah's bitamidus rak adaseha. Your main tefillah. Nothing wrong with putting a good word in for Panasa and Brechalenu. And a Rafainu, if somebody's sick, and all the Gashmias, it's all taken care of heavily in Shemana Esrei. But if you don't find a drive that bothers you enough to mention every single Shemana Esrei, you need help to have more Cheshik to learn. And you need help in your Diburma Serum, and you need help in your Kinna and your Taiva, then something's missing. It's not on parallel lines. When it comes to Gashmi, it's he's happy when he makes it, uh, and destroyed when he loses it. Even when he gets to learn, he should be so happy. And if that simcha is missing, we got to figure out a way to turn it on. And one of it is learning Musr to understand the value of what we're doing. And that shows it's not on the same pedestal as your Gashmias. And he's going to go on to say, which we're not going to get to now because we have to start Slichus, he's going to go on to explain that Yidin are Bali and he's not even suggesting we don't really believe it. It's a question, again, of bringing it from intellectual belief into our gushas day-to-day. And again, that's the importance of uh, focusing on the Muslim and Ashkafa, certainly during the Yom Naran. Mitzvah Shem will continue.